you're listening to a message from Lifeway Church. For more information about our church and our ministries, please visit www.lifeway.church. Now, please enjoy this message from our pastor, Bruce Rhodes. Amen. A big digital amen and high five there. Um, Guys, it is exciting to be alive in these days. You know, um, we, we can choose to look at the glass half full or half empty. If we have lemons, we can make lemonade. There are all these analogies, but listen, God is still on the throne. Jesus is still on the throne. The sun came up in the east today, and he is faithful. And so we're... Um, Thanking God for his faithfulness. We're reading, I'm going to start a new series today called You Can't Handle This. You can't handle this. You just can't handle this. And God didn't make you to handle this without him. But for God. But for God. We're going to talk about grace today. And it's God's grace that we need. Now, the past three or four weeks, we've talked about faith. And how faith overcomes the world and how we must use our faith to overcome fear. But there's also another powerful force that we need. There's a spiritual force that God gives us and it's his grace. His grace helps us run our race. And he empowers us with strength, strength with his grace. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 11. And in the New International Version, in Matthew 11, and beginning in verse 28, uh, Jesus makes this statement, come, come to me. Jesus has come to me. And so he's asking, he's inviting, he's opening himself to us. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. So this is a message On time for us, because all of us can relate to this word weary and burdened. Uh, The complete Jewish Bible says this, come to me, all, all you who are struggling and burdened. Are we struggling this morning? Are we burdened? Are, are we weary? Then we need to come to Jesus. We need to come to Jesus. This is a come to Jesus meeting. He's inviting us to come. And uh, a couple of verses before that, before he invited us to come to him, he's, he's establishing the relationship between him and the Father. And he says, you know, I'm the one that knows the Father, and the Father's desire is that I reveal the Father to you. And so he's making these statements, inviting us to come. And then he says, if you come to me, I'm going to give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. I believe we need some rest for our souls right now. And then he says this, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, I'm going to read this to you out of the message translation. It says, are you tired? Worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me and get away with me. And you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That's an important phrase. Learn, learn, learn. We have to learn 
the unforced rhythms of God's grace. Then he makes this statement, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Freely and lightly. So there's basically three points to the message this morning. Number one, the struggle and the burden. Guys, it's no... uh, it, it, it's, it's very obvious, it's no secret, that we're all struggling with the weight of this season. There's been disruption. Disruption causes phrases like, why does it have to be like this? Who said so? This is not fair. It's just not fair. When, when we think it's not fair, then we want to execute our judgment. Our, we want justice. I don't agree with this, or I don't agree with that. It causes frustration. This is the season that we're dealing with. You know, even this week, I woke up one day this week, and my prayer, it just came out of my heart that morning. I I didn't even know why I was praying this, but I said, Lord, I need to walk in kindness today. Show me how to be kind. Show me how to be kind. And you know that affects your family first, especially now because we're, we're all together all the time. 24 7, 365. And so, you know, I, I had realized, I guess, through that prayer that I had become irritable. And um, I started examining why I was being irritable. And there was a certain email that I had sent off to an important, I had an important question that I needed an answer for. And the longer that that person didn't respond to my email, the more irritable I became. And few hours after I prayed that prayer, Lord, show me how to be kind, I got sideways. And that irritability <laughs> turned me sideways. And then you begin to go against those that are closest to you and those that you love, right? And I became unkind. And wow, I found myself in the middle of the storm that I caused. And I went downhill fast. Anybody been there with me this past week? This struggle that we're facing, it affects us if we don't walk in the grace of God. There's a particular grace for this season that we're in. A particular grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, Paul was dealing with a messenger sent from Satan. Sent to buffet him, to beat him, and to move him off of the course that God had set for him. And Paul went to the Lord and prayed three times and asked God himself, will you please deliver me from this messenger, from Satan? And the response from God was, my grace is sufficient for you. At a time where Paul had a burden coming against him and struggles coming against him, where I'm sure Paul was at the point of, I just can't, take it anymore. I don't know if I can deal with this anymore. God said, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. And so my proposal this morning is that we need some sheltering in place grace right now. We need some uh, sheltering grace. You know, sometimes we talk about traveling grace. I don't know where that term came from, but we need some sheltering grace right now. Maybe you're dealing with a job loss are the idea of being furloughed here. We need some job loss grace, some furlough grace. 
You know, there's more job-related stress going on when you work from home. Because your boss is calling you and emailing you, making sure that you're producing, right? Because they don't want to pay you for you sitting at home and opening your laptop and uh, moving your mouse every 10 minutes while you're on your back porch sipping lemonade, getting some sun on your toes, right? Nobody's doing that, right? But it's the pressure of the times that we're in that... We need some more grace. We need some grace. You know, it takes longer to get email responses right now. And we're having to do things different ways. And we're having to find solutions that we weren't looking for six months ago. More grace. Maybe you need relational grace because there's more relational stress where you're living right now. You know, you and your spouse are different. I'm going to talk to husbands and wives for just a second. You and your spouse are different but you're different for a reason. And you need each other because you are different. But you know, when you're together 24-7, 365, those differences become amplified. <laughs> and you, they become more evident. And the thing that joins you together can quickly begin to push you apart. So maybe you need some relational grace tonight or today. But there is a struggle and there is a burden. The second point here is that his yoke of grace is sufficient. We have to define grace. What is grace? Grace is God's supernatural ability that's given to us to enable us to do what we cannot do naturally. Like Paul said, God's grace is sufficient. The word sufficient there in the Greek actually means not not just barely enough to get the job done. It means more than enough, abundantly, above and beyond everything and anything that you need at the very moment that you need it. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm giving you my grace. Take my grace. You know, if God, if God is giving a gift, we have to take it. Grace is something he gives, but it's also something that we have to take. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8, it says this, For it is grace that you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. So, here we go. Grace and faith come from God, not from ourself. And so, grace and faith come from God. They're a gift. They're not from ourselves. But it is the gift of God, verse 9 says. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So God's grace is given to us, and we receive his grace with our faith. We take it. They're both a gift from God, but his grace produces a tangible strength in us that we need. A tangible strength. It begins on the inside and flows to the outside. His grace begins on the inside and flows to the outside. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10 says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. So there's a difference between His might and your might. He wants you to be strong in His might. He knows that you can't carry that heavy package by yourself. That's why He wants to give you his grace, that's why Jesus says, yoke up with me, join up with me, watch how I work 
Learn from me. Learn how I do it, and then we do it together. Isaiah chapter 40 says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. How do we renew our strength? By waiting upon the Lord, because the Lord will strengthen us if we wait upon him. So again, it's, it's an exchange. Our weakness for God's strength. His strength is our grace. And we need his grace much more today. Peter wrote in both letters, 1 Peter and 2 Peter, chapter 1 and verse 2, he opens up his letters with grace and peace be multiplied to you. I like that. I like that phrase, and I use it a lot because I believe that grace becomes multiplied when we receive more grace by faith. It is God's grace coming to me that equips me and empowers me to do something that I can't do in the natural, but I receive it by faith. I take it as a gift from God by faith. You know, Jesus uses in Matthew chapter 11 the... uh, Yoke. So a yoke is, back in that day, was a wooden device that was made, that was actually carved. And it was perfectly fit. It was custom made for either horses or oxen. And they would make it to fit the, the oxen. And it was specifically designed. See, Jesus has designed a yoke. It's not a yoke to bind you, but it's a yoke that you can join up within with him. Put yourself in with him so that you, you pull together. So let me tell you, two oxen were chosen to share a yoke. The first is an older seasoned ox, and he's trained um, from years and years and years of routine. The second yoke is a, or I'm sorry, the second ox is a young ox. He has potential, but he's inexperienced. And by sharing the same yoke with a veteran ox, the elder ox teaches the young ox how to pull. The experienced one draws harder to bear the majority of the load. And since the older one leads, the younger one does not have to wonder what to do. It's it's almost like the younger one kind of rests and he's learning while his mentor teaches him by doing. See, Jesus has gone before us. He says, I give you my peace. I'll show you how to do this. I'll send you the helper. He's the Holy Spirit. He will give you power when he comes into your life. And so Jesus is discipling us as we yoke up with him, and he is inviting us to learn of him, which is another way of stating, come and be my disciple. And there's a peace because we don't have to figure out how to, how to do it on our own. If we'll just keep our eyes on Jesus and stay yoked up with Jesus, he will show us how to pull the load. But he's the one that's pulling the heavy part. He's the one that gives us the supernatural strength. We take this load. He says, take my yoke because my yoke is not heavy. My my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So faith, faith takes. Faith takes. 
Hebrews 4.16. Look at this. Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, our boldness, our faith. Those words are interchangeable. Boldness, faith, and confidence. Confidence and boldness are an outworking of faith. Let us approach the throne of grace with faith, with boldness, with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace. Today we need to receive mercy and find grace because we're living in a time of need. We have, we have come to grips with something that we can't control. <laughs> we have lost control, really. But God's in control. You may, have, you may have felt like you've lost control, but listen, never forget, God is in control. And if we allow him to control us, he will strengthen us, he will raise us up and give us more grace and more mercy. But we have to take it. How do we take it? We humble ourselves. We humble ourselves because here's what James chapter 4 says. James 4 says this, but he gives more grace. He gives more grace. God gives us more grace. Say that right there. God gives me more grace. God gives me more grace. And then it says, therefore, God opposes the proud. The Bible says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. That's why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, come with me, come to me, learn of me, take my yoke upon you. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. He wants to strengthen you, to exalt you over that challenge, over that situation, over that struggle, over that opposition. But we have to humble ourselves first. And so humbling ourselves means that we lay our control down, we give ourselves to God, and the more that we humble ourselves, the more grace He gives us. The more humble we become, and that word humble just means to be teachable. It's, it's having the attitude of, you know, I don't know it all. <laughs> I just don't know it all. But I know someone who does know it all. And I'm yoked up with Him. I'm linked up with Him. I'm Hooking up with God in his yoke so that he shows me what to do and what to say and where to go and what not to do, what not to say in this difficult time. It is the attitude of, Father, I need to learn from you. Jesus, I need you. you, you Jesus, you went through something much more difficult than I'm ever going to go through in this life. And so show me today, just like we were singing before, show me, show me, Lord, show me, show me. His grace teaches us if we'll just humble ourselves and allow ourselves to be taught by God's grace. He wants to teach us what we don't know. Did you know that God knows things that you don't know? And so the place to get that knowledge is to come to him, to run to him. To bow to him, to submit yourself to him, 
to humble ourselves. That's how we take his yoke of grace. It's a daily thing. If we're going to work with him. And I like uh, what it says in Matthew 11. He says, uh, back in the, in the message version, it says, um, walk with me and work with me. You know, Jesus is expecting us to work. There's things that he can't do for us. That, that he expects us to do, but he doesn't expect us to do it in our own strength. He expects us to do it in his strength. So we take his yoke of grace. And then the third point to the message this morning is there's a lighter load. There's a lighter load. If you're, if you're carrying a heavy load, it's probably because you've been trying to do what you're doing in your own strength. And so today is the day to choose to lay that load down or the Bible says that we cast our care upon the Lord. He didn't create us to carry all of the weight of the world. We're not equipped to solve this problem. <laughs> His grace is sufficient. He didn't say, Jesus didn't say he was going to do all the work for you. He, he wants to equip you and help you to do the work that he's called you to do. Jesus can't eliminate your load, but he can lighten your load. He wants to lighten your load today. So I'm going to give you a couple of powerful scriptures that help you to lighten your load. Here's a good one. Luke 1.37 says this, For nothing, nothing will be impossible with God. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. Or we could say it another way. If there's things that are impossible, it's because we haven't been involving God. <laughs> when we involve God, all things become possible. Because there's nothing impossible with God. That's what the word says. Nothing is impossible with God. That's an empowering statement. He empowers us. Here's another one. Philippians 4.13. I can do all things... Through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. All the things that God wants me to do and has called me to do, I can do through Christ who gives me the strength. He never expects you to do the things he's called you to do on, on your own strength. He wants to empower you today. He wants to lighten your load today. But we, we have to take hold of these scriptures and believe them, and then act on them. Here's another one. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Jesus cares for you, and he wants you to cast all of your care, all of your worry, all of your anxiety, once and for all, on him because he cares for you. He doesn't, he, he doesn't want you to carry it. He didn't design you to bear it. You're not strong enough. And so cast that care over to him. Lay it down at his feet. Deliberately, intentionally make that choice today to say, Father, I can't deal with this anymore. And you know that I can't deal with it anymore. And I'm not going to kid myself. But I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to cast it at your feet. And then I'm going to receive your strength to help me do what you tell me to do. Not what I think that I should do. Listen, God can save you three steps if you'll let him. He can save you ten steps if you'll let him. 
God can empower you to do something in three days that would take you 30 days trying to do in your own strength. But first we have to cast our care. First we have to give our anxiety to him and take his strength. Here's another one. Isaiah chapter 40 in verse 29. I, I believe with all my heart that you're receiving some strength right now. That you're being strengthened. You're being strengthened by the grace of God. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He gives strength to the weary and He increases the power, His power of the weak. He gives His power to those who are weak. He strengthens the weary as we wait upon Him. There's a condition there. Wait upon the Lord and He will renew your strength. You can mount up on wings as, as eagles if we dare to wait upon him. And in that waiting upon him, we're casting our care over to him. We're giving him all of the worry, all of the anxiety. We can't work it out. You know, a stimulus check can only go so far. Favor, you need favor with your employer, favor with your mortgage lender. We need favor. We need God's grace on our lives. Listen, God doesn't expect you to have every answer and every solution to every problem. That's why we need him more and more and more today and tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And so today, I want to pray for you. I want you to decide, decide, Lord, I can't handle this, but I know that you can. I can't handle this. This is something that I can't handle. But I know, I know in my heart, I know from your word that you can. You can. And because you live in me, I can do all things through Christ because he gives me the strength. Father, I just pray right now for everybody watching. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast. If you'd like to join us in reaching others by partnering with us today, you can give online by visiting us on our website at lifeway.church forward slash give. Thanks for listening to the Lifeway Church Podcast and remember to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this.